Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. We're going to talk about, because of the time we have, we're going to speak on some idols in the life of one who is called a child of God. And the, the idols I'm going to be talking about are not the carved ones. You know, the ones that cannot speak. I'm going to talk about the idol that speaks. He hears and he talks. Do you believe that? I'm talking about the idols of people, human beings, in, the, in our life. That's what I'm going to talk about right now. Oftentimes, even since last week, even today, how many of us can really tell me Maybe how many times you compromise the will of God. Or you play to please somebody. Maybe the boss. Maybe somebody else. Or even to the point of lying. Because you fear somebody. Or because you want to please the person. Or because you want to look good. You know one thing. From the day we are born. And then we get to the point of maybe five years old. Even before that. Do you know that all the things we do is always to impress somebody else? No, we're going we're gonna to get it tonight. The things we do, we really think, okay, God is talking about don't worship anybody, don't do this and that. We forget one thing. Those people in our life, those people who work with us, our own children, the spouses we have, friends we have, most of us since we've been grown, do you know that when we take care of our body, you know this body? I used to love it. I used to love it. And I'm maybe, maybe some of you love it more than myself because I know some women that will spend all thousands of dollars just to make sure this is shining, right? But can you tell me one thing? Have you ever tried to take care of yourself for yourself? For yourself? No. Let me tell you one thing. Everything we do, we do it to what? Because we dress up, we are thinking about what? What would the others think of us? How would they look at us? Do you know, do you know that? But if a child of God who is born of God is still doing the same thing, is he really born of God? I'm going to come, there are so many things we're going to deal with right now. We do things to please people. And in the process of doing it, we offend God. And suddenly we forget about that God is more powerful and God is everything that we need. But we want to please people. We want to worry about what they think. What would they say in the way? We want to look good. Oh yes, remember? We want to look so good. Instead of being good. We want to look good. We want to be seen outside. And Christ was so blunt about this thing. In Matthew 23, we're not going to get to it right now. You see, when he was addressing the hypocrites, you hypocrites, you keep the outside cup so shiny and so clean. But inside, where actually it should come from, is full of dirt and things. One who is born of God has taken on who? God. If I stick it on God, then one who is born of God is the spirit of God. He is God. And one who is the spirit of God has all the attributes of God. A spiritual heart. That spiritual loving heart. A spiritual mind. Spiritual what again? Body. And a new spirit. Because according to the scriptures, we have the mind of Christ. Read me 1 Corinthians please 2.16. 1 Corinthians 2.16. Yes. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Mm -hmm. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. The spirit that is in us is the spirit of Christ. And if you look at Romans 8.9, he said that anyone who does not have this spirit in him is none of his. Anyone who does not. Before the Lord touched me, 
I knew how I used to be. I dressed to please people. Begin to think about that right now. Sometimes I've lied because I want to get what I'm looking for. I have reached out for what? My own self aggrandizement I've done things only for self-what? Advantage. Begin to listen to me. Most of, most of us go through this and it's happening every day. For my own advantage. I have only done things a lot of times because I want to curry favor. I want to please people. And we're going to get to it now because that's what's going on in most churches. Most churches we have right now is how do I please people, tell them what I want to hear, so that in the process of hearing what they want to hear, they give me what I want. That is not the way of God at all. Any mind that is not spiritual, when one is born of God, then he is buried in baptism. When you are baptized, you are buried with Christ, and then you rose again from him. Read me Colossians, please. 2.12. Colossians 2.12. Yes. Buried with him in baptism. In baptism. Yes. In which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Who raised him from the dead. We are buried in baptism. We are raised again unto life. We are raised again. Read me Colossians 3.1 please. Colossians 3.1. Yes. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. If you are raised with Christ, if indeed you are raised with Christ, seek those things that are above. Because everything that is on this earth is now subject to you. If you are still, if the things of this world still remain in you, you are not still. You have not risen with Christ. Am I making myself clear? We're going to get it clear right now. That's why he told us that a carnal mind, if anyone who has a carnal mind, is what? Enmity? All right, read me the Romans, please. 8, 1 to 19. 9. Romans 8, 1 to 9. Yes. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. They don't walk according to the flesh anymore. The things of this flesh. If anyone say I'm born of God. And you are still that much affected with the things of the flesh. You are of the world. If you still are very mindful. Of the things of this world. Of the flesh. You are not born of God yet. Yes go ahead. For the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. Has made me free from the law of sin and mm -hmm. death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, yes. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Mm -hmm. That the righteous requirement of the law yes. might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Yes. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Mm -hmm. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot Please God. They cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. He is not his. If anyone has not crucified, everything about this world has not been crucified about you. What I'm trying to tell you right now, and if you need prayers after this, I will pray for you. You get the point with God when the Spirit of God is working with you that the things of this world are nothing to you anymore. In fact, they don't mean anything. They, you don't even think about them. Do you know I don't one minute think about money? You may ask my wife. I'm just telling you right now. Because you know one thing? If I die today, right now, the only thing matters to me that is the Lord with me. That is all. 
Because I know I'm going to die anyway, no matter whatever the time they may come. But the most important thing is to do his will. So before I came to the Lord, whatever it is, I don't, I don't know if you, did we come to the Lord? He drew, God bless you. In fact, he drew us to himself. Because we can't even come to him. He drew us to himself. Before that time, if everything I did in my life was to please a human being, listen to me now, or to fear a human being, or to curry favor, or for my own advantage, for my own selfishness, if I'm doing it that way, and now I'm still doing the same thing, then I have not known him. I'm still in the world. Are you, are you with me right now? Yes, you are. That's God bless you. We're going to get it, we're going to get it tonight. We've seen the world. Because it happens. I'm just telling you right now. You go to work. Anywhere you go. Sometimes we get to a point. You know one thing? We begin to ignore the Holy Spirit. Something is happening right now. My boss maybe tells me to do something. Oh, I just want to do it so that he or she will be pleased. I go ahead and do it. Even though that is contrary and offensive to God, I'm scared my job will be at stake. I'm scared I will not get what I'm looking for. But you have offended God. And you know one thing? Who is going to contend for you? Hebrew, please, 1031. Hebrews 1031. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It is a fearful thing. It is so scary. The one who created heaven and earth to fall into his hand. I would rather. You know one thing? It was unbelievable. David, we don't have time for that scripture. So we'll go to that. David at the latter stage committed one offense. Does anybody know the offense I'm talking about? No, God bless you. But does anybody know? Adultery, I know that. That's why I said that. Does anybody know? There was something that David did. That God punished David. David went and counted Israel. Suddenly, the man who was after God's heart, that every moment David would not take any step except he inquired from the Lord. It was unbelievable. Lord, where do you want me to go? And by the way, if I got there, maybe to Houston, which house do you want me? That's David. David wants to find out everything from the Lord. And the Lord was directing him. But at one point, David got to a point where he felt that what? Maybe he has arrived. He's becoming something. He said, go and count Israel. In fact, when his officer told him, he said, what you are doing is not right. He said, come on, be quiet. Go and count Israel. And God turned around and said, okay, since you have done that without asking me, I'm giving you three things now. Choose one. These are the things I will do to you. You know what David did? David said, I would rather have you, Lord, punish me. Because maybe if I could cry and cry and cry, you will have mercy. See, when we leave God and begin to please people, we are asking for trouble. Listen to me carefully right now. Everyone does this. You better pay attention from now on. About a few weeks ago, we dealt with what? Spiritual understanding. We tell that understanding, that you have understanding of what to do right now. And there's one key thing that we say that spiritual understanding will do to you. What? What? It is the most important. To set what? It will help you set up godly priority. If you don't have godly priority, you always make a mistake. A godly priority will put you to know where to place a human being. Listen to me. It will make you to place a human being. And how do we define priority? Hmm? I, if I remember very well, I said it was what? When you conduct and manage life, all the affairs that you have and your time, think about it now, not only affairs, but the time. Whom do you assign the time to? In accordance, strictly in accordance, what? With the orders of what? Importance. What is important? So, looking at the human being, you look at me right now. 
Do you know one thing? There are so many people who have gotten into, say they're serving God. And they're serving themselves. In fact, people just now almost like bow to them. They call themselves all sorts of names. At a certain point, you look at any human being. And you begin to really put that much regard, more than what God has put on him. That's a problem. That's a problem. So, but where did God put a human being? Read me. Let's go. Isaiah 40, please. 6 to 8. Isaiah 46 to 8. Yes. The voice said, cry out. Cry out. What is it? And he for? said, yes. What shall I cry? Yes. All flesh is grass mm -hmm. and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. Yes. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. The people are grass. I, I love, you know, when there was a, a certain point, Christ was talking about who? Solomon. He said, Solomon in all his riches was not even arrayed as a common flower. So it's flying there. And yet, a man, sometimes we commit offense against God because of a human being. A human being that will die tomorrow. A human being that he says is grass. Nothing about it at all. Let me tell you one thing before we go further. There is absolutely, there is absolutely, I say it twice, nothing any human being in this earth can do to you to give you what? To save you or to destroy your spirit. It's not possible. There is no human being that can destroy or save your soul or destroy the soul. It's not possible in this life. Let's go again and see how our God is. Isaiah 40 also, 18 to 31, please. You're going to read a lot there. Just bear, bear with us. Isaiah 40, 18 to 31. To whom then will you liken God? That is a question. Or what likeness will you compare to him? The workman molds an image. The goldsmith overspreads it with gold. Mm -hmm. And the silversmith casts silver chains. Whoever is too impoverished for such contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks him for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that would not totter. Have you not known? Have you not mm. heard? Yes. Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them mm. out like a tent to dwell in. Yes. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth mm. when he will also blow on them and they will wither, and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high, and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator mm. of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew they shall their strength. Renew they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, this is so loaded. Who is like me? Who can you compare? There is none. Now, let's think about it. You know, the certain things that have been happening in this world right now. We talked about what? Hurricane. And sometimes we are so scared. 
Who is the one who's holding the boundary for the, for, the, for the ocean? We're talking about hurricane coming. Now, think about one minute God lets go, even the ocean. Who will not even be here in one minute? That's the God that you serve. And that's why you wonder, why are you mindful of a human being that will die? Read me Isaiah 51, please. 12 to 13. We're so mindful of human beings. This is somebody, I got to please him. Because I'm looking up to him, maybe I will get something from him. My goodness. Is there anything that our God cannot give? Isaiah 51, 12 to 13. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of a man who will be made like grass? And you forget the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day mm -hmm. because of the fury of the oppressor when he has prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? Where is he? Where is he? Where is man that is today Tomorrow you don't find. No wonder James was saying what? James 4.14? That we're all just nothing but what? Dust? I, th I don't think it was dust. I thought it was vapor. Read it. Oh, yeah. Whereas, do you not, you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For mm -hmm. what is your life? It is even a vapor. It is. That appears for a little time and then vanishes away. How many people in this, this earth have you really noticed or witnessed that died? So many? Even the mighty. I don't want, no matter, I don't get into anything like a politics or whatever it is. But let's take even what is happening right now in Libya. The strong man of a nation for 40 years is on the run. No, no, I'm just telling you, he's on the run, right? I don't want to get, because like I, I don't get into any kind of politics. But this is probably somebody who come out and said, who is like me? And then, it's only God. If you want really live and be able to please God, because in the end, he's the only one who's going to judge you. Now, let's talk about so many things that we do. Can you begin to name them? That we offend God because of human beings. The human being that's in your life is just a mere gift. From who? God. Then how did the gift become what? More valid than the, the giver. He gave everything. He gave you your wife or your, your husband. Everything you have, he gave it to you. And by the way, you look at somebody and may say, well, this person has a lot of money. Maybe he will help me if I do it. If I do this or do that one. But do you know one thing? Who gave that person the power to make, get money? God? All right. Let's look at a few things about what we do. Displease people. We're going to cover a few. The fear of people. Fear. Anyone, are you all listening to me right now? Anyone who fears anybody is not born of God. If you fear anyone to the extent now that you will offend God because you're afraid of that person, you've not been born of God yet. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us what? That actually... Are you up there? He said all those in Christ, they are all new creatures, right? Yes. The old is passed away. If the old is still in you, you are not new. You are not new. If you're still worshipping people, you are not new. And in 2 Corinthians 3.17, it tells us... You have it? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of God is, there is what? If one is afraid of his boss, or any human being at all, listen to me. I'm not saying don't love, love your boss, love everybody you want to love, respect them, honor them, the ones that I do. But only fear God. Do all you do unto him with fear and reverence, because that's the only one that counts. So one actually who is still on bondage of fear, 
of a human being is not at what doesn't have freedom and liberty. Am I, am I right? But if that's the case, what has happened to that person? You don't know? That person does not even have God. Let me tell you why. If you have the spirit of God, you know what? In 2 Timothy 1.7, it tells us what? That we are not given a mind of what? Come on, help me. You should know it. We have not given a spirit of fear, but a bold mind. When the spirit of God is in you, you love people. That's what you do. You love them with everything you have and so on. But you will never bend or compromise to please them and displease God. It's not because if you bend and compromise, you hate them and yourself. Because you know why? You are deceiving them. Somebody may tell me something now. Say, okay, I know that thing would not help the person. I say, oh, yeah, 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 let's do it this way because I want the person to be happy. I'm killing the person. But then what's the difference? If there's a liberty in me, freedom, I'm the light of the world to shine. It's for me to shine for that person to see the light. Not for me to be, go into darkness with him. It's not possible. Try to listen to me carefully right now. He don't let anybody drag you into hell. In their own way. Because the devil is always there constantly using people. Sometimes he doesn't come out and say, I'm the devil, look at me. He uses people in many different ways. Somebody may come to you and say, no, no, this is the way to do it. You know, there's only... And sometimes, you know one thing? We've gotten to a point where we actually do things. Even on the job. And say, well, it's now the routine. Well, everybody does it. It's supposed to be that way. Then to such a way that the conscience is no longer there. The good conscience of God, this Holy Spirit lives completely. Because we are trying to compromise. That's why he told you that whoever fears does not have God. Where did he say that? Let me pause. Let's pause John, please. Four. Let me 17 to 18, please. 1 John 4, 17 to 18. Love has been perfected among us in this, mm -hmm. that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we, are we? in this world. Yes. There is no fear in love, mm -hmm. but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect <laughs> in love. Yes, I, I don't know if you can read that. Fear has torment. Okay? But perfect love does what? So whoever is afraid of a human being doesn't have what? Perfect love. And who is love? So when I say the person who is afraid, because if you really think God is there and is the only one that should judge you and look at you, then for you to bend to please a human being over God, you are putting that person above God. And that's idolatry. It cannot work that way. Again, like I told you, there is no human being in this earth that can destroy you. They can only kill the flesh. They can do more than that. Read me to Matthew 10, 28, please. Matthew 10, 28. Yes. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, if somebody tells you to do something and you know it's contrary to the will of God and you say you don't want to do it, what could happen to you? Kill you? How do they kill you? They don't, maybe they may not kill you. But what I'm, okay, let's say the person is your boss. They'll fire you. And that's the end of the world. But how about if God fires you? That's the end of the world, right? Because our God is so merciful and so kind and gracious. Because of that, we have to really what? Abuse him and insult him and place man over him. Because of what we can see with our own eyes. Because spiritually, we cannot see what God sees. Now, let's go to Luke. Because Luke, God is there. When he says, I tell you one thing. Luke 12, please. 4 to 5. Luke 12, 4 to 5. Yes. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body 
and after that have no more that they can do. Mm -hmm. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Yes, I say to you, really fear him. See, there's only one person to fear. That's God. And fearing God is nothing. It's not because I'm, I'm walking around saying, oh my goodness, God, if I do this, God is going to kill me. That is a feature. God doesn't want eye service. The only way to fear God is to depart from evil. Those things that offend God, depart from it if you fear God. Otherwise, you don't fear God. Read me Proverbs, please, 8.13. Proverbs 8.13. Yes, please. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, mm -hmm. pride and arrogance and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. The fear of the Lord is to depart from evil to hate evil. But again, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. So the fear of man is what? Is it the beginning of foolishness? No, I mean, it's... it's even if you say foolishness is very wonderful, the fear of man is the beginning of death. Because if you don't take time, you will drift completely from that which you have. The fear of God is to depart from evil. Let's give some example of some people who feared people rather than God. We have who? Saul, right? Saul was a typical one. Saul said, I feared people. I had what you said that God commanded me to do. But I couldn't do all of it. You know, because I feared people. I wanted people to think very highly of me. I wanted them to accept me. And God to reject me. Why would I want human beings to accept me? And in the process of doing it, I'm having God to reject me. Are you following what I'm saying? First Samuel, please, 1524. 1 Samuel 1524. Mm -hmm. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Because I feared, look, I feared the people and obeyed their voice. When you begin to listen to more than one voice, you got a problem. There's only one voice. The voice of the master. And when he says, this is the way to follow. You follow it no matter where you are. Whether you are in the kitchen. Whether you are in the bedroom. Whether you are in the living room. Whether you're anywhere you are. You know one thing? If you do that, come and see the mighty God we serve. He will give you favor that will shock you. I am telling you right now. That somebody will do and get fired. You may not be fired because of that. Because... You know one thing? When you present yourself so truthful and so honest before God and man, behind you, you know what people say? I'll tell you one thing right now. That sometimes you can look at somebody and say, you know, like people talking, the co your colleagues talking in the office, and they said, uh, they keep this in the way from her because, you know, she's a holy one. You know that? They are respecting you. No, I'm telling they are respecting you. But one thing that when they are in trouble, they run to you first. I'm telling you, right? When you are in, they are in trouble, they come to you first. Because they know that you'll be honest and truthful to give them that which is good. Another thing we're going to go to right now is this. Living a life for people. In other words, every day at every moment, you are thinking about what people. You worry, not thinking, Lord. You're worried about what people think. What? Of you. How many of us? How many do it here? How many? Tell me. Nobody wants it. God bless you, my dear sister. You see, because we all do. We're thinking about our reputation. What people think. You know one thing? Anything that happened in my life before the Lord called me is over. God said, I have forgotten. I will not remember it anymore. From now on, there's only one for me to please. And if I please him, I please all, except the devil. All right? But we wonder about what do people say about me? We want to present the shiny side and cover what? Our bad side. What people are worried. 
what do people say about me? Instead of worrying about what people will say about you, then you know what you should do? Go and do the good works of your father. And don't even talk. They will. Whoever says anything bad about you will change, it will turn around. They will talk good about you. Go and do the good works of your father. Read me Matthew 5 16, please. Matthew 5, 16. Yes. Let your light so shine before men mm -hmm. that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That they may see your good works. Don't worry about whatever they're thinking right now. I tell you one thing. Let, 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 me, let me tell you this. I have had so many people laugh behind me. I'm telling you. It was even worse in the village. Ask my wife. In my village. They couldn't believe it. This man who had been in the United States for how many years? He said he was the first lawyer over there. He's coming there clapping and saying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And do you know one thing? I was there for three, three and something years. People from my village would not come. People were coming from town, all over places, to listen. But now, the same village now is sending messages. And crying when they will ever see me. Too late. Are you following what I'm talking about right now? If you're talking about the greatest vindicator in life, go and do the good works of your father. God will vindicate you and make people turn and respect and bow before you even. They're not bowing before you, but before the spirit that you have there. They will come. I've seen it happen in Houston here. People that completely left me because they thought I had gone crazy, are turning back now, and every time asking for advice, what to do. But sometimes I tell them, why don't you come and hear the message? They don't want to come, but they want to hear what? When they are in trouble. When they are in trouble, they will call you. Second Peter, please. No, First Peter, two twelve. First Peter two twelve. Yes. Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, mm -hmm. that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. They may, by your good works. See, people talk evil about you, but they may, by their, their good works, glorify your Father that is in heaven. That's why they told us in Philippians 2.15, we should remain blameless. Go ahead. This crooked word that people will know. Philippians 2.15, I believe. 2.15. That you may become blameless and harmless, mm -hmm. children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. But how many of us do this? Where they walk or everywhere they go, remain that blameless. And see if the crooked word will not turn to you. Have you tried it before? I'm asking everybody. Has anybody tried it? Nobody? Wherever you are, no matter whatever it is, you keep on to the truth of the word of God. They may hate you, but eventually they will come to you. You know one thing? Because the word will only love its own. And if you are there, if you act like them, you are them. You're the same thing. There's no difference there. Titus, please, two, seven to eight. Titus two seven to eight. In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. Mm -hmm. In doctrine, showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned. Mm -hmm. That one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Want the person who is an opponent that really does not like you because you are doing the right thing, we do what? We'll be ashamed. We'll be ashamed because of what is coming out of you. Now, whatever you do from this very day, no more eye service. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about eye service? There are people who are always running around because they want favor advantage they get from anyone. Read me Colossians, please, 3. 22 to 25, please. Colossians 3, 22 to 25. 
bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, mm -hmm. not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. Fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But, 25. but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. There is no partiality at all with God. Whoever. And don't worry about people judging you. Again, I'm talking about worrying, concerning yourself about how you look, or how others will think about you, or what they will say. Do not worry about people, human beings, judging you. A human being can never judge or condemn you. He is not capable. He's not given the authority to do that. There's only one who can justify and who can judge. That's the almighty God who is in heaven. That's the only one for you to please. Because in the end, all will come before him, the judgment seat, and he's going to judge. Whatever anybody says about you here, does not. He may bruise you, but I can tell you right now, if you follow the truth, wait. He may not be the, the same day. Don't worry, because you always have affliction. It's going to happen. I mean, you can be persecuted for nothing. But if you consistently stay with the Lord, eventually things will turn around. His promise cannot fail. So do not worry about who's going to judge you except God. That's the one you're going to be accountable to. All right? Let's, let's read the Romans, please. 14, 8 to 12. Romans 14, 8 to 12. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again. Yes. That he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Mm -hmm. Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and I'm convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing that's, on... That's, no, you've gone, gone too far. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> the key to the one is that... Don't worry about anybody judging you. They're wasting their time or condemning you. You cannot judge what is not yours. You cannot condemn what does not belong to you. We all belong to him. And if it's, in fact, Paul got it very, very clear. Paul said, whatever I do, whether I live or die. What is that? Galatians 2? 20, yeah? Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. It is no longer I who live, yes. but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So if, if you are no longer yours, how can you be someone's? Are you following what I'm saying? And that's why he told us, whosoever tries so hard with human beings, because he wants to hold on to human beings to save his life, shall what? Shall lose it. Shall lose it. It's just given to him. Because of time, there's another thing I want to cover right now. There's more than that, but we're going to deal with it maybe another time. Living your life every time to please others. All right? Anybody who does it does not belong to God. You only please God. You only please God in whatever you do. And that's one thing. This is probably the disease. But should I call it a disease? Yeah. It's a terminal cancer. That is really... No. No. It's a terminal cancer right now that has infected the churches. The so-called churches of God everywhere. Most of them right now is to preach, to please a human being. I'm standing up, I'm talking about the gospel of the kingdom of God, and I'm preaching that people may be so pleased with me. I want to tell them what will please them, so that in turn, they will give me what I want. 
If anybody preaches for what he can get, he's not called by God and he's not of God. You preach the gospel, the kingdom of God. The truth and nothing more than that. If it, anyone you see, let me tell you one thing. Anyone you see standing out there, say he's preaching the gospel and to entertain people. He's not preaching the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom of God is not for entertainment. It is a piercing truth that changes people. Whatever message you give that does not change a human being, turn him to cry. Abba, Father, I have really done something wrong. It's not of God. That's why I say my word is what? what, what is Jeremiah 23, 24. What did he say? It's like what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jeremiah 23-24. Can anyone hide himself in secret places so I shall not see him, says the Lord? Mm -hmm. Do I not feel heaven and earth, says the Lord? Do I not feel heaven and earth, says the Lord? Everywhere you go, I will see you. So whatever you do, according to Colossians 3.17, do it unto God. And don't worry about anything. In 1 Corinthians 10, 31, it says, whether you eat or you drink, do it unto God, who is the only one who can see. I always give this example, okay? Because most of us who have done it before. I have a wife. Remember, I've given you this example. It's in that book. I have a wife. And each time, maybe close to me, is honey, honey, everything is so wonderful. But then, in her absence, oh, I'm a, a different human being altogether. This happens to men and women. The one I'm afraid of would be my wife. I don't have to fear my wife or please her. I will love my wife and respect and honor her as my wife. But I have to fear that one who will see me no matter wherever I am. Whether I'm in Africa, whether I'm in Asia, he sees what I do. That's the one for me to be so afraid of. But preaching well, I told you it's a terminal cancer right now that's eating up the churches. Let me preach to please people. Let me tell you one thing. Anyone who's preaching the feel-good message, call it seemingly good. Some people call it say that they encourage people, whatever that is. Keep encouraging. I don't, I'm not interested in encouraging people. I want people to change. Let them change to the, the Lord who called them so that even if I thought this flesh they're trying to encourage dies, the soul goes to his master. People preaching prosperity, preaching they say, like a, to motivate you, motivate all sorts of things going on. That to me. Now, let me tell you one thing. Anyone who is called by God must know what the commission is all about. And you stick to that commission. And Christ did it. He said, my father called me for this purpose and that purpose alone I will follow. I can do nothing until what my father what, tells me. Read me John 5, please. 30 to 36. John 5, 30 to 36. Yes. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. Hold on. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. Hear from who? God bless you. Look. Some of you are em employers. There is what is called what? Employment guideline. This is the way things must go. If you don't go according to that, I'll fire you. Right? I cannot send you, okay, I'll send you to do this, then you run away with your own because you want to please people. That's not the gospel. Go ahead, please. Finish it. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous. Because I do not seek my own will. I do not seek my own will. But the will of the Father who sent me. Yes. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me. And I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You have sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Yet I do not receive testimony from man. Yes. But I say these things that you may be saved. He was the burning and shining lamp, and you were willing for a time to rejoice in his light. Mm -hmm. But I have a greater witness than John's, for the works which the Father has given me to finish. The works which the Father 
that, that which my father had given me. Go on. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the father has sent me. The only way you could say the father really sent me that those things the father commissioned me, the guideline, go from here. That is why when he was told to turn around and go to the Samaritans, he said, no, I'm only called for what? He restricted himself. And those who are called for other things will always happen. He said, I only did what my father told me to do. And my father will bear witness of me. Now, I don't think there's anything that would be so great. Listen to me. There is nothing that can be greater than this. That I do something and you query me and you go to my boss. And my boss said, right on, I sent him. Are you following what I'm talking about? Then what is the commission that Christ left us? Since we have to preach psychology 101. Anybody can do that? No, I'm, look, I'm not trying to put anybody, but I can tell you this. Anyone who's called of God is called to preach the kingdom of God. Repent now. You are going astray. Repent and turn to God so that you may have everlasting life. Because all the things you see in the world will go. They pass away. But the word of God remains forever. That's what is commissioned. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, please. 28 19 to 20 go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father mm -hmm. and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to teaching observe them. yes all things that i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even to the end of the age i would only be with you if you what do what i ask you to do what i've commanded you to do go and teach them what I have taught you and the commandment that I have given to you. That's why in John 8, 29, he said, you know one thing? My father will never leave me and forsake me because all my father told me to do, I did it. You see? And John 14, 31, he said what? This is the only way that the world will know that I love my father. There's only one proof that I love my father. Whatever my father told me to do, I did it. That's how I show I love him. But I'm not here trying to criticize anybody because you know one thing? Something happened to Peter also. You know at one point, Peter was just going and everything was going well. All of a sudden, there are some people who came. He was mixing up with the Gentiles, preaching the gospel. And suddenly, some of the Jews that are talking about circumcision came. And Peter said, no, I will. <laughs> and Paul said, what? Peter? But there's one mystery about Peter. I'm not going to bring it. That's something that I love about Peter in this very thing I'm telling you right now. Paul completely criticized him or rebuke him. Let me put it, rebuke him. Galatians 2, please. 11 to 12. Galatians 2, 11 to 12. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, mm -hmm. I withstood him to his face yes. because he was to be blamed. For before, for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. Fearing those who were of the circumcision. You can see when somebody is afraid okay, and compromising. You can't do that. Because what will happen? You die, you die. So what? But if you die in the Lord, so blessed are you. But there's something that happened there that some of us should learn a lesson that what happened there. Can anybody tell me? Hmm? I, no, I don't care about eye service. The eye service is there. We've said it already. Something that really impressed me about Peter. Come on, I'm giving you the clue. He received a rebuke. If you are one of you guys, remember Peter is the rock, right? Yeah. The head of whatever Christ <laughs> gave me the head of it. And all of a sudden, this man who was not even among us eh, is here telling me what to do. Then that means, you know what? Whoever exhausts himself shall be brought down. But Peter took it. You are right, my brother. I better keep quiet. He didn't argue with him. Whenever you see somebody who is arguing and being argu argu this is what? argumentative or defensive, 
Anybody, I am here defending myself. The person has not seen God yet. Are you following what I'm talking about here? He hasn't. But he took it. And for that, you'll be blessed. But some of us will challenge, no, no, no. Don't say that. You're not supposed to say that. Who are you? Sit down. You're a little one. But we don't know that a child born today can come and teach us tomorrow if God has taught him. So, preaching to please people, Christ warned us about that. In fact, he told the Jews, you know one thing? In the same John 5, 43 and 40, we don't have time, right? 43 44. He said, you know one thing? When somebody who is of his own, not of God, will come, that's the one you believe. Is it not what is happening in this world right now? No, no, I'm telling you. And what? Paul also warned us of that. Second Timothy, right? Yeah, four, one to five. Second Timothy four, one to five. Mm -hmm. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. He was telling Timothy, yes. Who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and kingdom? Preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Yes. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time the will time come, come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. Mm -hmm. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill what God has given to you. The time will come. They will not endure anymore. They want to hear. Tell us what we want to hear. That would sound very well. We laugh at it. Just like what a drunkard, you know, every time. Give me more to drink. I don't care what you're talking about. And he gets up and he's so, so excited. And he gets home. And all of a sudden, overnight, he's gone. Tomorrow he's lost and he's crying. Tell us what you want to hear. What do you want to hear? You see, you know one thing? I had some people telling me that if you come to the church, you will learn to live that life which you, you ever wanted to live. What is the life I ever wanted to live? The life I want to live is the life that God said that's what I should live. Not what I wanted to live. It's a different thing altogether. And, you know, Paul had this thing and was saying, you know one thing? I did not come to please a human being. Anybody who said that God has called him and is there pleasing a human being, God has not called him. Or he left God. Because a human being who will die is not what you look at. You preach what God has given to you and let anything happen. Don't worry about it. It's not you. Give me Galatians, please. One. Eight to twelve. And we're going to close with that because of time, please. Galatians chapter one from verse eight to twelve. But even if we or an angel from heaven mm -hmm. preach any other gospel to you yes. than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Mm -hmm. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Yes. For do I now persuade men or God? I wonder. Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. Yes. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. It came through the revelation. And the, whatever is revealed to you, that's what you teach. I stand for how many years now the Lord has called me. And nothing, I don't know any other thing. I don't even know how to preach. or I don't preach to teach any other thing. I don't even know how to do it. And God, please, let me never know how to do it. Because then you are doing it on my own. You know why? Because if I was kept in the house and the Lord said, you, I will reveal to you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. I will teach you by myself. Whatever I teach you, you must live that life and teach others the same. Otherwise, you will be condemned. 
how then do I look at a human being and accept such condemnation? It's not possible. God, please, will help all of us. Now, there's another thing. There's other things we're going to deal with maybe next week. But let me tell you one thing right now. Anything you do from now on, all of us, please listen to me. Don't anything come out of your mouth that's a flattery to any human being because of what you can get. When you flatter somebody, you have dressed the person in a borrowed robe. Are you following me? You're giving the person what? A bounce check. It will bounce. Because I am telling you, you flatter somebody thinks it's anything. And don't flatter yourself. Because our people were full of that. We want to be called names. We want this and that. We think that we are, all of us are number one. You know, this, this is number one. We're never number two. <laughs> we're always, I, I know, we're always, but whatever it is, look, I will, we'll stop here because of time. Lord, I pray that everyone who have had this, that you will talk to them yourself. Let them not hear from any man. Let your spirit strengthen your children. And may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.